0: Welcome back to another episode of the Zach and Jack Sports Betting Podcast featuring Keith. We are three guys talking all things sports and sports gambling. After taking a week off, this episode we plan to focus exclusively on the biggest game of the year, Super Bowl 55. Make sure to stay tuned throughout the whole episode to hear about our DraftKings giveaway. We are not endorsed by DraftKings yet, but we still want to support those who support this show. Having said all of that, let's go ahead and get right into the swing of things. I'm Zach. I'm Jack.
1: And I'm Keith
0: episode 20 february 1st 2021 biggest game of the year is upon us super bowl 55 welcome back guys about two weeks off keith has suddenly somehow renovated an entire house in that time period he completely ignored everything zach and i had to say about anything sports betting related but it was conducive to getting some stuff done so keith moving into his new house he's finally set up so now we can get back to recording and then me and zach betting on basketball getting our ass kicked feels good to have a football game to kind of cap off the season like I said Super Bowl 55 is upon us it is this coming weekend but before we get into that let's do a little conference championship recap last Sunday we had the conference championship games where the Bucks played the Green Bay Packers for our locks that we kind of forgot about and don't even really want to bring up Zach and Keith both locked up Green Bay laying the points that did not come through fortunately for Zach though he did have Marcus Valdez Scantling going over 29 and a half receiving yards so he didn't do too bad I took an alternate spread with Green Bay plus five and a half, so that a my parlay actually did hit but the other leg we'll get into in a minute I don't want to bring it up Tampa Bay did end up winning this game 31 to 26 to cover the three and a half point spread and to hit on the money line at plus 140 over under in this game was 52 and a half which did go over with the last score of the game and let's just say things didn't look too good for the Packers early in this one so I had to go to work at some point in the third quarter so I missed most of the second half but I did listen to part of it on the radio but there's a number of questionable calls Tom Brady might be the goat but he's also the luckiest motherfucker of all time if anyone else throws three interceptions in a playoff game they're probably going to be toast
2: I got some beef with the Packers play calling at the end of that first half they're not renewing Mike Pettin's contract that's probably for good reason Sean Murphy Bunting got a pick for Tampa Bay as the Packers appeared to be potentially driving down the field and had a chance to take the lead going into halftime it was 10 to 14 at the time he might have got away with a little bit of a hold a little bit of pass interference it was definitely a hold <laughs> <laughs> he even kind of admitted to it on some interview this week that I heard but he said he. He was just playing physical and playing to his advantage you know they didn't call that he got the pick then obviously Tampa Bay took over for whatever reason the Packers decided to run either cover one or cover zero with Kevin King just on an island up top with Scotty Miller and I mean Scotty Miller's not the most prestigious receiver in the league but he's fast and he just roasted Kevin King for the touchdown which put the Packers in a pretty good hole I had a 10-leg parlay for that one game the Packers halftime lead was the only leg that missed would have paid like a thousand bucks that whole sequence kind of turned that over for me so that was tough
0: yeah so no you weren't very happy about that so yeah that touchdown was pretty insane scotty miller scored with i want to say one second left on the clock but there was like eight seconds when they threw that touchdown pass so packers if they just cover the end zone could have been the ultimate difference in the game as well It could have possibly driven how y'all's locking ended up playing out packers get that seven points instead of giving seven points to the box and that's a 14 point swing so anyways down 21 to 10 at half packers defense got tom brady to throw an interception on three Three consecutive drives, as I already mentioned, and still couldn't manage to pull off the win in this game. Just over two minutes left in the fourth quarter, Green Bay decided to kick the field goal instead of risk it for the biscuit. This turned out to be one of the most cowardly field goals I've ever seen. There's a gentleman by the name of Ben Baldwin on Twitter. He has a cowardly scoring index that is similar to like a cowardly punt model. His fourth down model predicted a made field goal in this scenario would only give the Packers a 9% chance of winning the game, while scoring a touchdown would give them roughly a 24% chance. By failing to score a touchdown, gave the team a roughly four point chance to win while missing the field goal would leave the team with roughly a three percent chance to win. And while their chances of scoring on fourth down were only around 33 percent, you play to win the game. Third down, Aaron Rodgers probably could have ran the ball in. I know a lot of people have talked about that as well, so that was a pretty big mistake. Keith probably won't like this, but I think Green Bay is officially the Notre Dame of the NFL, so the Green Bay Fighting Irish is what we will refer to them as. They kind of have a similar color scheme, it's like they have the duller version of Notre Dame colors. So, Green Bay just just, uh, they're really good at getting really far in the playoffs and then blowing it.
1: That doesn't even make any sense. That's a terrible analogy because Green Bay has all the right tools. Notre Dame, based on its academic standards, can't keep up with the SEC schools. There's a famous quote out there by a former NCAA player who said, we didn't come here to play school, and the SEC definitely lives up to that, whereas Notre Dame actually has standards for the players and the quote-unquote student-athletes that it lets in if you're the NCAA. This analogy doesn't really hold up.
0: Meanwhile, half the time you say Indy grad, they didn't actually graduate from there they just went to school there and they leave early so you want to talk about academic standards besides the
1: point getting in his half the battle just like knowing his half the battle in gi joe but dude this this field goal was absurd you're down eight so you need a touchdown to tie the game if you kick the field goal you're down five so you need a touchdown to win the game a field goal does nothing for you after you kick the first one if you're thinking i'm gonna kick a field goal and have another chance to score a touchdown why not go for the touchdown if you think you're gonna have another chance to score a touchdown and potentially you know an opportunity to tie the game and then come down and score and win the game this field goal made absolutely no sense. And it's funny because I turned off this game early when the Packers were down and things weren't looking good and my lock was going bad and I was doing some work at the house. So I decided to just completely ignore this game once things were going bad and blissfully be unaware of what was going on in this football competition. Then after the game, I heard about what happened here and was glad I didn't watch because I probably would have thrown my phone across the room. I'm glad I am glad I missed out on this one because that, that wouldn't have been very good for my blood pressure.
0: That was pretty disappointing. So anyways, on the more positive note, Zach did hit his other part of his lock for a Marcus Valdez-Scantling receiving yards prop. I know you did make a little bit of money on that as well. Uh, And you also did capitalize on the fact that he had a 50-yard touchdown catch. So Marcus Valdez-Scantling had four receptions on six targets for 115 yards. I know when that touchdown happened, it was instantly over. That had to be a good feeling.
1: Yeah, that was his first catch. It was 14-07 in the second quarter, so it was right at the beginning of the second.
2: Yeah, it was his first catch of the game. Props is what kept me alive on Sunday. Obviously had the the lock for the over 29 and a half yards for NBS. Also had him to score a touchdown at plus odds. I kind of thought if he got a catch in this game, he could have a big touchdown, kind of the way he did. That was, interestingly enough, against Carlton Davis, who got torched by Tyreek Hill in the first matchup. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but a big game for MBS kind of saved me from Losing a bunch of money on on the Packers losing the game, so I ended up breaking even, or might even been a little bit ahead because of props like MBS. So that worked out for me, and that was good to have props in that game for sure.
0: Yeah, so let's not talk anymore about Green Bay because we fucking hate them and they ruined our day. So the Bucks clearly move on to the Super Bowl, and Green Bay has been eliminated from playoff contention. Moving on to the next game, Bills versus Chiefs. The Chiefs were a three-point favorite in this one with minus 149 on the money line. The over/under in this one was 54 and a half for the over to hit in both games. The second leg of my lock was Bills. I want to say plus seven and a half, and that was obliterated. Felt pretty good. Uh, Bills came out hot, up nine to nothing at the end of the first quarter, feeling pretty good. Well, was at work, kind of peeping that game from a corner. And in the second quarter, Kansas City scored three straight before a Buffalo field goal, making the score 21-12 to at halftime. After another Buffalo field goal in the third, it was pretty much all downhill from there, though. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey found the end zone on two pass touchdowns before Buffalo scored twice in what was essentially garbage time and never really had a chance of coming back. So this game was kind of disappointing. I definitely wanted to see some tables being broke in Tampa. I wanted to buy some stock in whatever plastic company makes all those tables because that shit was going up. Said that to like three people and I heard other people stealing my joke. So I knew that one was good and not cricket worthy. That kind of made me happy but it made me unhappy the fact that the Bills lost. So a matchup that you know, I think maybe we were a little bit biased towards Keith and I for sure. Not liking Tampa Bay, but Green Bay totally blew that game. And then the Bills you know, the Chiefs are just the better team. Um, I know Zach was pretty heavy on the Chiefs. You know, I I like the Bills. I wanted to see them in in the Super Bowl. I wanted to see them have a redemption from their 90s woes of making it to Super Bowl games and losing. I thought that just would have been a good storyline. Josh Allen, he's going to have a real nice future in the NFL. So they might have another chance in a couple years. So we're looking forward to them next year. But they are also eliminated from playoff contention.
2: We can't gloss over it. We want to talk about how bad the Packers' field goal was late in the fourth quarter of that game. Both of the field goals that the Bills kicked in this game made next to no sense. The first one, going into half, they were at like the two-yard line, already trailing by what was 11 at that point. And you don't beat Kansas City with field goals, especially when they're already up double-digit points. So the first one made no sense to me. The second field goal, again, you're not going to beat Kansas City with field goals. They have to know that. Their defense obviously wasn't really getting it done. So I didn't really understand what Sean McDermott doing with those field goals in that game the bills just looked outmatched you said it the chiefs were the better team in that game they were a good story this year there was a scenario i could have seen them winning this game but ultimately what i had bet was the chiefs winning because i thought they're just a little bit better team and they'd been there before that's kind of what played out but there was some questionable field goals by buffalo and a few questionable play calls in this game on their part i think that's going to be a big learning experience for them going into next year.
0: And Patrick Mahomes is a little bit healthier than I had anticipated. You know, like you said last episode, you were pretty confident he was going to play, you know, like 99%. You know, I was kind of closer, like 80. I thought he might have had like maybe lingering neck issues, something of that nature that would slow him down. But did not seem to be the case. That team looked pretty solid. So I have high expectations for Kansas City in the Super Bowl, but I digress. Keith, any opinions on the Bills-Kansas City game?
1: Uh, You guys about covered it. I think the Bills are going to be around for a while if they can keep their central core together on the roster I think if they bump up that defense a bit they'll be a formidable force in the AFC for years to come and then Kansas City isn't going anywhere either so we might see a pretty healthy rivalry between these two teams uh, in the next half decade or so
0: maybe we'll get a nice little redemption arc next year with a rematch because I'm not really knowing who else I would like for a conference championship for next season but that's a long ways away let's stay focused on what we have in the now and the present let's move on and discuss Super Bowl 55 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. This game is taking place in Tampa Bay. The first time a team is playing in their own stadium for the Super Bowl. Fuck the fact that it's Tom Brady and the Bucks. The line actually opened up at three and a half points for Kansas City. That was actually the exact same line as when this, these teams played earlier in the year. Um, it has actually moved down currently to where Kansas City is a three-point favorite. The overrunner in this game is 56 and a half. On the money line, Kansas City on DraftKings is currently getting minus 162 odds and Tampa Bay is getting plus 143. That is subject to change by the time you hear this. Real quick, though, before we get into that, we've already briefly mentioned it on our Twitter, but we are planning on giving away a $100 DraftKings gift card after this episode. In our next episode, we will figure out who will be the winner, so keep listening to this episode. We'll give the hint that you need to drop to our Twitter account at some point. We'll say some stupid shit, and then you're going to tweet it at us, but we'll get further into that in a minute. Let's go ahead and just give a little bit of a recap on the past meeting between these two teams earlier in the year. In Week 12, these two teams played, and Kansas City won 27-24, to which is very likely where the books are getting the three to three and a half point line for this game. This was the game where Tyree Kill went off for 269, nice, yards and three touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes threw for 462 yards that game on 37 for 49 passing, three touchdowns and no interceptions. Meanwhile, Tom Brady went 27 for 41 for 345 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Kansas City got up 17 to nothing before Tampa went almost exclusively to the passing game, and Tampa never led at a single point in that game. So that. That's going to definitely lead into my analysis, and I did pull up some stats on common opponents these two teams had. Both teams versus Atlanta. Tampa Bay went 2-0, and and Kansas City also beat them. Versus New Orleans, Tampa was 1-2. Kansas City won that game. Versus the Panthers, Tampa went 2-0, and and Kansas City beat them. And then the Vegas Raiders, Tampa beat Kansas City, actually lost one of their two games versus them this past year. So it seems like Kansas City kind of has an edge uh, versus the Chargers. Tampa Bay beat them, and Kansas City actually went 1-1.
2: Kansas City split with the Chargers because
1: they benched their starters week 17. The first time they played the Chargers was uh, Herbert's debut, and they took it to the wire.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one was closer than we had expected. And also, they both played the Denver Broncos. Kansas City swept that series, and Tampa also won. So pretty similar for the most part in terms of how they played versus common opponents. But it seems like, Keith, the team that we put our faith in, the New Orleans Saints, is kind of the difference maker with Tampa losing two of those games. And or the matchup in the playoffs, I wasn't really that impressed with Tampa winning that game. So I think that one's got to be more of a nod towards Kansas City. So.
1: New Orleans won all three of those games. They they beat the Bucks the first two games, and then they beat themselves in the third game. Uh, Tom Brady has not been all that impressive in these playoffs. He's done, I guess, just enough to win, but it's really been all on the defense. I mean, that, uh, that stat line he put up against the Packers was a very Jameis Winston stat line, equal number of touchdowns and picks. So especially between common opponents, I'm giving KC the edge here.
0: Anyways, I did notice a couple of crazy bets. We do love the rich man bets on the Zack and Jack Sports Betting Podcast. There were three rich man bets for the Chiefs I've been able to find so far, all over $100,000, which made me a little bit nervous because I typically like to fade rich man bets. We got a $180,000 bet on the Kansas City money line at minus 180 and two bets just over $100,000 on Chiefs minus three and a half. So like I said, that did make me a little bit nervous until I realized. So this was on, actually, I think this was on ESPN, but I, I found it through the Action Sports app, a Nevada bet placed a $2.3 million bet on the Bucks plus three and a half at minus 115 odds on the BetMGM mobile app. So this guy bet over $2 million from his phone. That's just absolutely wild to me.
1: Terrifying. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> the fact that you have the ability to just click one button from your iPhone, like what if your kid gets into
1: there or some shit? Oh my god, that's awful.
0: Yeah, so you got a fingerprint scanner so significantly bigger than last year's bet. Uh, Kansas City laying at one and a half points. Someone put $750,000 on last year or so. Like we've Said, the line was at three and a half, and now it's at three. So that two point three million dollars easily could have influenced that. It didn't change immediately, but other people were liking Tom Brady and the Bucks, especially Patriots fans. Thought those were all kind of crazy. Always love the rich man bets on this podcast. Got to bring them up because it definitely influences my decision making process. Betting two point three million dollars from your phone, man, that just that makes me jealous. Anyway, I hope that guy loses. Last year, more than twenty six million Americans bet on the big game, with more than six point eight billion dollars wagered across fourteen states where betting was legal at the time. This year, with more than 30 states offering some form of legal sports betting, we should see record gaming revenues for a single event from Super Bowl 55. A lot of money every year typically is going to offshore sites. Last year, me and Zach were in Vegas for the Super Bowl. That was pretty cool. I didn't have sports betting access at the time, and neither did Zach, so we had to go make some bets in person. I think Zach allegedly might have had some bets going to Singapore as well, but besides the point. So yeah, Super Bowl, obviously the most bet sporting event of the year by a long shot, so this is where the books are either going to make their payday for the year or they're going to get taken. I really don't care as long as I'm on the right side. So should be pretty insane. Well, I'm sure we'll see some more news. I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone put like 10 grand on like Gronkowski to score two touchdowns or some stupid shit. I'm sure we'll hear more about that and whatever we find and see, we will definitely make sure to let you know in the next episode. But let's go ahead and just share some props and some lines for this game that we like, guys. We have looked over every prop. There are some crazy props and some props that we kind of hope they had that we haven't seen yet. I I Wanted to bet on the national anthem, but those currently aren't available. So, guys, let's just go over a couple props and bets that we do like for this game. Are there any touchdown props that y'all like?
1: Yeah, mm, touchdowns are too random for me. Like, I like Hill, I like Kelsey, but like, you know, they pretty out
0: there. Yeah, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey for player touchdown props, both minus 175 on DraftKings. Next best odds is going to be Mike Evans at plus 110. I think player props for touchdowns, I'm going to have to just completely fade altogether. You now, maybe if I have a crazy parlay or two just for fun, I might add a couple players, but I think overall. That's probably one I'm going to fade player props for quarterbacks. I'm sure we we're probably a little bit more interested in. Tom Brady is projected over under 295 and a half passing yards and Patrick Mahomes is over under 325 and a half. Honestly, I think I probably like the under on both of those is what I would lean. I just don't see myself betting on either of those. If one team gets down big, the other team's clearly going to have to pass a lot. We saw Ben Roethlisberger throw for, what was it, 500 yards, I believe, and they're lost to the Browns. I don't think this game's going to go in that direction where it'll be that big of a gap in the score, but I think I'm probably going to stay away from those as well.
1: Yeah, I like like Patrick Mahomes for at least a couple of touchdowns, but the odds are in solidly minus territory for that particular prop, so I'm, I'm staying away from it. The payoff is not worth the bet for me.
2: I will say, I took Mahomes over two and a half, minus 150 right now. I think it was a little bit lower when I got it. It was minus 124 when I got it and I could definitely see that happening especially after the way the first matchup went with these guys, but I kind of agree with the guys at this point. The odds are not great for betting.
0: That's one we might throw into some same game parlays, but nothing that we're really feeling 100% confident in. nothing lock worthy for sure. Um, In terms of running backs, there was a couple of props I did like kind of like a novelty prop, I suppose might be the best way to describe it. First quarter rushing props. I actually like the over for two running backs in this game. I kind of think that the Buccaneers are going to have to run the ball and kind of control the clock in this one. And Leonard Fournette over 11 and a half rushing yards in the first quarter. You're getting minus 112 odds. I'm really liking that bet as well as Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over seven and a half rushing yards at minus 112. I think I'm going to have to bet both of those. I do like both of those bets straight up. So in terms of the running backs, I think I'm liking that. Zach, I think you're kind of liking Leonard Fournette after the way he played last week. You're kind of pretty bullish on him for this game. Is that correct? Yeah, I like a
2: lot of the Fournette props here. Again, to match what you said, I think they're going to have to run the ball a decent amount. Going to have to try to control that claw. They like to run on first downs regardless and no matter what the situation. And I would say the Chiefs' run defense is probably the weakest part of their defense. At least it has been throughout the year. So Fournette's been clicking lately. I took his over yardage on the game. 48 and a half currently. I bet that. And then Leonard Fournette to have the most rushing yards in the game. Currently plus 175 odds. I love that prop. I don't know how healthy the Chiefs' running backs are going to be. Clyde edwards helaire has been banged up lately as has Le'Veon Bell. Terrell Williams is he's a decent running back, but I don't you know. Against the Bucks are on defense. I don't think any of those three guys are gonna have a ton of yards. So I think it's basically between Fournette and Ronald Jones on who has the most rushing yards. And the Bucs have been leaning on Fournette a little bit more in the playoffs so far. So Fournette to have the most rushing yards at plus one seventy-five. Back I'm gonna be locking that one up for a prop this week. Oh, snap, Max locking up
1: playoff Lenny. I like it. He's been on fire in these playoffs. Hasn't really done much during the regular season, but coming on like Damian Williams last year for the Chiefs in the playoffs. So definitely a solid, solid bet. Speaking of rushing props, there are two props on Sportsbook Rhode Island, but not on DraftKings. Sorry, DraftKings, that I am interested in. Total rushing attempts for Tyreek Hill over under one and a half. The over for that is plus 200 and over half of a rushing attempt Attempt for McCole Hardman is plus 105. Eric Bieniemy loves to get those guys the ball in space, however he can. Actually, McCole Hardman has had a rushing attempt in each of his last three games, not including Week 17 when the Chiefs set their starters. So I, I really like McCole Hardman to get the ball, and then Tyree Kill. He's so dynamic. I, I don't see him not getting the ball out of the backfield at least once, probably twice. I like the odds at plus 200 to uh to go ahead and throw that bet out there. I'm not going to lock either of these. These are not playoff Lenny bets, but definitely interesting and worth the risk in my book.
0: Definitely have to agree with both of those, but totally can see Tyreek Hill getting a couple rushing attempts on some sweeps. You know, not necessarily on those shovel passes, but just direct snaps where he's coming across or Patrick Mahomes handing it off. So, fortunately I don't live in Rhode Island. I can't bet that.
1: <laughs> don't want the shovel passes for these. Definitely want handoffs or backward passes or laterals or something like that. Got to have those going in the scorebook as rushing attempts. But like those two bets.
0: Let's go back to the passing game real quick. I did forget to mention, uh, so Tom Brady's over under for pass attempts in this game is a 39 and a half at minus 112. I am definitely leaning the under in this. Tom Brady has only thrown for 40 attempts in one playoff game so far, and it was versus the Washington football team, so I think that's probably a good bet straight up. And then in terms of the passing game as well, there was a couple other kind of interesting props that I liked. Total Tampa Bay players to catch a pass, I like under seven and a half at plus 133 odds. So only 8 bucks. players have a during the playoffs i just don't expect each of them to catch a pass in this game uh, from their past three matchups so if tom brady and tampa bay want to limit the kansas city offense i'm just expecting them to have to run the ball a little bit more during this game and i just don't think they're going to try to target the guys that tom brady doesn't have faith in as much i think gronkowski might get a couple more targets this week same thing with kansas city uh total kc players to catch a pass under seven and a half but this one is a little bit less juicy minus 159 odds kansas City's only played two postseason games so far but only six players have registered a reception and kind Kind of similar to what I was expecting for the Buccaneers. I think mostly the Chiefs are going to focus on getting Kelsey and Tyreek Kill the ball. Another passing related prop that I thought was interesting was either team to commit a roughing the passer penalty at plus 125 odds. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady got two of the all-time greats, <coughs> I hate Tom Brady, battling in this game. And we all know the refs love Tom Brady. Chances of both defenses wanting to bring the pressure combined with the pressure of playing in a championship game leads me to think that there is greater than a 50% chance of this bet hitting and at Plus 125 odds. I just see that as good value. So, uh, Jason Pierre, Paul, and Dominican Sue, I can see them trying to bring the pressure on Mahomes and maybe hitting them a little bit late. Tom Brady, everybody wants to hit that dude. So, I really like that bet as well. Any other props that you guys are liking? There's really nothing else that I thought was too crazy or enticing, to be completely honest
1: tons of wild stuff out there like betting on the coin toss stuff like that that is completely random and out there just for people to feel something when they bet but nothing out there that is particularly enticing or would be enjoyable for me to sit on the outcome
0: zach i got a weird feeling that you're liking a couple more props
2: I definitely like a few more props. I'm not going to lock anymore. That's for sure. I have a few more bet. And then there's a few more I've got my eye on. Kind of keep looking at them as we get closer to the game. Some of these lines have changed already. Do kind of like some Gronkowski in this game, just because Brady and Gronk seem to always click, especially in big games. And the first time they played the Chiefs, Gronk had six catches for 106 yards. I don't know where that ranks on his year, but that had to be one of his best outputs on the season. You know, aside from the run defense for the Chiefs, which has hit and miss that uh, I've mentioned their coverage against tight ends is, is also a hit. So you can get Gronk for over two and a half catches at minus 112. And then you can get, you can get Gronk over 29 and a half yards at minus 118. I kind of like both of those. We've talked about Kelsey and Hill a little bit. They definitely are hard to bet because you're not getting great odds on them. But yeah, I like the Gronk numbers a little bit.
0: He loves Gronk, but he hates Brady. Very ironic. It's, it's something
2: like that. I've actually seen Gronk in person one time. He's, he's a big dude.
0: Big guy with a little brain.
2: He's someone I definitely want to hang out with or have a beer with.
0: I don't know if you'd be drinking a beer just chilling with a Gronk. He might be shotgunning that bad boy. <laughs> that,
2: that's fine. That'd be one hell of a story. Yeah, I definitely don't care for Brady or the Bucks, but Gronk props. Enticing to me. So.
0: I do like Gronk to, to do a little something. Kansas City's defense isn't known for, for carrying this team. They're all about scoring points. So I know Keith did mention the coin toss. I have seen a number of articles bring up the fact that it is minus EV to bet the coin toss based on the odds. Minus 103 is, I believe, what we're seeing. You know, let's be honest, anybody betting on the coin toss is casual gambler just looking for some excitement from the game. They're not really worried about the actual payout. I don't think anyone who's betting on the coin toss is thinking this is totally a smart bet that I'm making it's the fucking coin toss like come on it's a gamble anyways having said that guys what is your coin toss prediction I'm picking heads heads never Ah, oh, fuck there's nothing that rhymes with heads that works but I'm going with heads this year I'm not betting it but heads is what I'm calling this year what are you guys thinking heads or tails
1: the fact that there's no rhyme for heads shows you exactly why you're wrong. Tails never fails. I always pick tails when I'm playing Madden or NCAA, and it's definitely going to be tails in this particular Super Bowl as well. Lock it up. No, I'm not <laughs> going to lock it up. That's asinine.
2: Zach, heads or tails? I don't think I've ever bet the coin toss, and I, I don't think I'm going to start this year, but I'm leaning heads too. I don't, I don't know why I don't have a rhyme for it. It's going to be heads this year.
0: You know it's kind of funny? There's going to be someone out there, maybe multiple people, who are going to make, you know, Zach mentioned last week he had a 10 game parlay that missed one leg there's totally gonna be people that lose on big payouts because they add the fucking coin toss and it's gonna be the one thing that loses yeah they're gonna just start the game they're gonna be so pissed seeing all these crazy props they pick hit and then they realize they bet the fucking coin toss and that's what killed them so i think that'll be funny coin toss heads lock
1: it up that should be our uh our our thing for the giveaway hashtag tails never fails that'll be your entry
0: how about, how about this? Whatever hits, in terms of the coin toss, tweet at us. If it's tails, hashtag tails never fails. If it's heads, hashtag heads, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, that's going to be it, though, for our giveaway. We're going to be giving away a $100 DraftKings gift card next episode, guys. Once you've heard this, after you see the coin toss, tweet at us at ZNJSB Podcast, heads or tails. That's going to be one of the requirements to be entered into the giveaway, so hashtag tails never fails. It's not hidden, so you won't be sending us that, but... But that's going to be what we're going to be doing for that
1: you have to get it right too otherwise you didn't watch the super bowl or you didn't listen to this podcast if the coin toss ends up tails and you tweet at us heads your entry doesn't count because what are you doing you
0: should actually owe us money if you do that yeah
1: we're gonna we're gonna send your your account to collections We're gonna lower your credit score
0: <laughs> whichever hits heads or tails Send that to us at our Twitter. Use the hashtag as well, ZNJ giveaway. That way, we can categorize everyone, and we will put you into the giveaway for the hundred-dollar DraftKings gift card. So that's going to be interesting. Something a little enticing for all of our listeners out there. For people who have somehow made it this far,
1: tell them how else to enter and what what else do they need to do.
0: Follow us on Twitter at ZNJSBpodcast and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. DM us with a screenshot. Or you can follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and DM us with a screenshot of that. Or you can do both for two entries. And listen to our next episode to see if you are the winner episode 21, we will be drawing that live on the podcast. We'll figure out some kind of RNG to use, something cool. I don't know. That way it's not rigged. I guess I'll just go ahead and give a quick social media shout out. We typically do this at the end, but might as well throw it in here. So We are trying to reach a larger audience. Sports betting is only getting bigger. You can follow all of our locks of the week. More information about sports betting on our Twitter at Podcasts. as we've already mentioned. We also post all of our locks to the Action Sports app every week under the same handle. Podcast Every Week is released on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube go give us a listen you're already listening to this that's why you're going to win that money so $100 DraftKings gift card is going to whoever knows the coin toss super easy hashtag ZNJ giveaway is what you're going to need to use to tweet it at us so
1: and if you don't listen to the next episode and hit us up if you're the winner we're just going to roll that over to the following episode so keep your ears tuned anything else about that you think that's good no just to wrap it up tails never fails that's that's pretty much what it is
0: all right, well, the heads is going to hit, so that's that's besides the point, but let's go ahead and move on to the bets that matter the most, the spread and the over-under. First off, let's go into the over-under. It is at 56 and a half currently. I am leaning the under in this game. I'm not sure about you guys, but I know that if I'm Bruce Arians, and I've already mentioned a couple times, if I'm the Buccaneers, I think the only way that I can limit the Chiefs scoring in this game is by holding the ball for as long as I possibly can. And I think time of possession is going to be a huge factor in this game. I expect the Bucs to run as much clock as they possibly can when on offense, I expect the score to probably be closer to that 48 to 51 range. But if either team gets up early and the other one has to turn to the pass game, I wouldn't be surprised if this over does get smashed. 72% of the bets are placed on the over. The casual sports better and fan love to see a high-scoring Super Bowl. It's a trend that will never end for the rest of time. It's kind of like Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football that me and Zach mentioned earlier in the year. People just want to see high-scoring games in prime time. No one wants to watch the Patriots versus the Rams where the score is like 13 13 to three or whatever the fuck. I'm pretty sure that was the lowest scoring Super Bowl of all time. Um, but nobody wants to watch that. I mean, nobody wants to see a defensive battle. Football's all about the offense now. So I think the books typically know that people want to see a high scoring game, and they kind of inflate the over under four big games like this. So I think 56 and a half is, you know, it's definitely possible, but. I have to lean the under in this one. That's going to be what I'm leaning. What do you guys think in terms of over-under?
1: I'm with you. I think the under is definitely the smarter play here. The way the Bucks defense has been playing all postseason long, I think they'll be able to limit but not defeat the Kansas City offense. Like you had said earlier, Jack, they're going to try to run the ball to further limit Kansas City's offense by taking the ball out of their hands. Uh, I, I don't see this game being terribly high scoring, at least not as high as 56.
2: Zach, what are you thinking for this one? You guys have made the case really well for me, and I'm with you 100. percent I think the under is the better play here. People want to see a lot of points in the Super Bowl, but I think more realistically, it's going to be a little bit better of a defensive game. The Tampa Bay front seven is really good. The Chiefs secondary played lights out against Josh Allen, and you know, with Brady throwing picks lately, they might have a good day once again. And I could, you know, see that happening. But overall, just you know, 56 and a half has a high total. I'm actually locking up the under here. I, the first game total. Was 51 points. It was 27-24. I think it'll be a simpler game here. I I could see 28 to 23, something like that. I think you have to get 30 points to beat the Chiefs, and I I don't think the Bucks are going to get there. With that being said, that you know the Chiefs haven't typically needed 30 points to win games, but I I like the under here, locking up because I think that's that's the play to make on the total.
0: So all three of us lean in the under in this game, and Zach is gonna go ahead and take that as a sign to lock it up. Under 56 and a half. Last football game of the year. Zach apparently feels compelled to get a couple bets in, kind of wrap up his NFL locks for this season, get that record up a little bit. So I'm not confident enough to lock it up because, you know, like I said, I can just see the Bucks getting down maybe and having to throw the ball a lot, but under 56 and a half. Good bet. Let's go ahead and cover the spread. The spread is currently Kansas City laying three points. I'm definitely leaning Kansas City here as well. Bucks are the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium, as we've already mentioned. Super lucky, especially considering the fact that they played all three of their playoff games on the road so far this year. But I'm not going to lie, this this is a difficult line. like Kind of like last year, Zach and I, unfortunately, we were riding the 49ers, and that bet looked good all game. So, something happened this year where we ended up getting screwed over at the end. Something like that, I wouldn't be surprised either. But uh, I have to ride with the Chiefs here. So, DraftKings was offering Chiefs minus three at minus 120 odds, and I like that significantly more and I liked the line at three and a half points. I know Keith hates the push potential of three points exactly, but I actually like it in this scenario because I could totally see this game being like 27, 24 24-21, something in that range on either side. And, of course, you know, the, you just mentioned Zags, 27-24 in their first matchup, and Chiefs won by three, so it seems like that's kind of where the books are getting the line. What does make me kind of nervous is the public is betting really heavy on KC. Kansas City's getting 62% of the bets, but they're getting 80% of the money in this game. Tom Brady is 4-5 and five against the spread in Super Bowls, but he is 6-3 and three straight up, but I don't know if that three points necessarily is going to affect that against the spread record separate from the straight-up record. So, I I have to lean Kansas City minus three here. Not locking it up, but under in Kansas City. Those are the two bets that I'm liking for this game the most.
1: I did say earlier in the year when Purdue pushed that lock that I would be more inclined to buy a point for the push potential. So I do like three better than three and a half I'd rather not lose a bet if the game was decided by a field goal as opposed to push so I, I like the three better than the three and a half I would I would probably like the two and a half better than the three uh in general but I, I I can't I can't argue with with your logic
2: over here I already had some money on Kansas City futures going into this game I've mentioned it before I think they're the better team here I'm a little bit nervous that we're agreeing on all this stuff because that typically means we're gonna end up getting (laughs) getting toasted (laughs) but i bet against the chiefs last year in the super bowl it came back to bite me and so this year you know i'm doubling down on the Chiefs. i'm locking up KC minus three i think a big reason i'm locking it up is hey it's the last game of the year i gotta get some locks, in you know it's the it's the most bet game for a reason you know the chiefs have won a lot of games by three this year so if, if it was still three and a half i would be a lot more skeptical to be locking this up i like the push potential with the lock but i'm going for the win i don't know that the bucks are a whole lot better than the Bills and the Chiefs just beat the Bills by 14 points. Obviously, and Tom Brady he's a difference maker, but as we've mentioned plenty of times too, he's he's been throwing some picks lately, and they've been squeezing by some teams. So I like the Chiefs here. I think they just got too much firepower. Yeah, I'm taking the the minus three and locking it. I don't care, just stick to it.
1: Zach, I'm 100% with you. We're doubling down on this bitch. I'm locking that line as well. Oh, shit. Let's go. We're going to go with the double lock this week. The double lock last week for the Packers lost us. So we're, we're going to both redeem ourselves this week. Uh, Myself especially. I know you had the MVS prop to even yourself out. I did not. So I'm, I'm coming out of this with a win. Kansas City has just been 17 times better than every other team in the NFL this year. They played some close games, but their total body of work is just heads and tails better than the league. Tampa Bay has been the luckiest team that I can recall getting to the Super Bowl in terms of the opponents they've faced and catching them on bad days. I mean, certainly you have to win the games that are in front of you. Uh, The games are not played on paper. They're played, you know, on the football field. And all credit to Tampa Bay for winning those games. But they have not looked anything like a Super Bowl team that we have seen in recent years. So I don't see any way that Tampa Bay is going to win this game, especially if Kansas City plays the way that Kansas City should play. The only way that Tampa Bay is going to win this football game if they continue to get lucky and if that's the case then there's some kind of ridiculous team of destiny but we're gonna see this ass whooping at home they're gonna lose on the national stage in their house in the biggest game of their franchise's history this is definitely bigger than the uh the previous super bowl that they've won let's go chiefs chiefs kingdom lock
2: that shit up tampa bay can go straight to hell I love it. I love it. Currently, minus 117. Odds on that, minus three. So, Jack, do you want to hop on a two? Maybe get a three way lock in this thing so we for sure miss it?
1: Get a triple lock. <laughs>
2: I know you said you were nervous when
0: we were all relating the same thing. I'm kind of nervous, so now I kind of I'm Tampa Bay a little bit more. Now I'm just kidding. I, I I don't have it in me to lock it. You know what? I'll let you guys ride this one out. Y'all need to make up for last week. I know we all three lost a lock last week, but I'll let you guys redeem yourself. I'll, I'll put money on Kansas City for sure, but I'm gonna let you guys have this one. So
2: you got like a Colorado basketball lock then for this week or something? <laughs>
0: Super Bowl only episode. So I'm gonna ride off into. the the sunset. I'm gonna pull a Drew Brees and just take my L and retire for the year. I'll pray to the football gods that they come through and give the Kansas City Chiefs a nice victory. I hope to see Tom Brady cry after this game, and hopefully he retires as well. So, but uh, anyways, guys, yeah, Super Bowl 55 is gonna be at 6:30 Eastern time on Sunday. It is gonna be on CBS this year. Probably gonna show up a couple minutes late. It's not gonna start at 6:30. Whoever sings the national anthem is gonna drag that shit out, and then of course they're gonna do all kinds of other shenanigans so
1: bet the over in the national anthem props
0: what do you guys have playing for the super bowl my boss gave me off work so i'm totally cool with sitting on my ass and just enjoying this gotta soak up the last game of the year
2: just quarantining at the house i mean i'm scheduled to work but there's a decent chance that i i don't make it in that i am have car troubles or something allegedly allegedly anyways that's all i really have for this episode
0: guys uh super bowl is the finale fcs football is coming around in a couple of weeks we're also going to talk about other sports in the offseason but we're going to enjoy this game before it's over so hopefully all of our predictions and analysis comes to fruition kansas city dominates and makes tom brady cry and kisses son on the lips again i don't know that doesn't really have anything to do with that but very much so looking forward to this game boys and i'm very excited to pick a winner for our DraftKings giveaway.
2: Do you guys think Brady's gonna shake Mahomes' hand if they if the Bucks lose?
0: I feel like he respects Mahomes and like if he thinks another quarterback is like looked at positively in the media, then he like always does something good. If it's like Jared Goff then he doesn't care, obviously. <laughs> but if it's uh if it's somebody that he like thinks is gonna be like a household name for a long time, I feel like he always like tries to like save face. So I do think he will shake his hand regardless. I mean if he wins obviously he'll shake anybody's fucking hand. If he doesn't, I'll be talking shit. And I'll call him a bad sportsman. Any way that we can talk shit about Tom Brady, we will find on this podcast. All right, guys, so that is it. Episode 20 is in the books. Football season is like a bag of chips. It's always over before you're ready for it. We are going to enjoy this last game. Thanks again for listening, guys. We will be back next week to recap the Super Bowl and to catch you up on some other sports information. In the meantime, best of luck on all your bets. And hashtag, let's get it, baby. I'm Zach. I'm Jack. I'm Keith. Thanks again for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. And may all of your bets prosper.
1: Peace. deuces. Go Chiefs, baby. Fucking cornball. I know you're still recording.